You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. We apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Keep it locked right here. Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. 
we apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. We apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. We apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Turkey's president says the Turkish flag is flying over the northwestern Syrian city of Afrin. Although fighting is reportedly ongoing, a Officials say Turkish forces have seized control of the city. 
NPR's Peter Kenyon reports an advocacy group says some 200,000 people have been displaced by the fighting there. In a statement, a source in President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's office says as of Sunday morning, the Turkish military and its Free Syrian Army allies had taken control of the Efrain city center. Erdogan has rejected calls from Europe and elsewhere to bring the operation to an end. The UK-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights reports large numbers of displaced civilians fleeing the city. The group cites witnesses who report ongoing clashes between the Turkish-backed forces and YPG Syrian Kurdish fighters. Turkey sees the Kurdish fighters as terrorists, even though the U.S. has armed and trained some of them in the fight against Islamic State forces in Syria. Separately, Turkey's foreign minister says the situation in the Damascus suburb of eastern Ghouta is heading toward disaster, and clashes there must end. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. A Syrian rebel group in eastern Ghouta says it's in negotiations with the United Nations to arrange for a ceasefire to ensure aid for civilians and the evacuation of people who need medical attention. Pro-Syrian government forces backed by Russia launched their offensive in eastern Ghouta last month. Tens of thousands have fled in recent days. The controversy over the firing of Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe is now centering on notes and memos McCabe apparently wrote about his interactions with President Trump. Several news outlets reporting that the memos are now in the possession of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's team of investigators. President Trump could announce sweeping tariffs on imported goods from China this week. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports that the decision is drawing criticism from U.S. retail organizations. The tariffs could affect a wide variety of consumer products, although the size and scope are still unclear. Some reports indicate that annual penalties on Chinese goods could top $60 billion. David French is the vice president for government relations at the National Retail Federation. He says President Trump should take a measured approach to applying potential tariffs. We're going to wait and see what his announcement looks like before we decide what our next steps are. But certainly, I think the retailers and our consumers uh, should be very concerned about anything that is going to increase the consumer price. Earlier this month, Trump announced stiff new tariffs on aluminum and steel imports, igniting fears of an international trade war. Windsor Johnston, NPR News. And all but certain to win another term, voters casting ballots today as authorities seek to boost turnout in an effort to give Putin a convincing mandate for the next six years. You're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. In Florida, police say they believe all of the victims killed in Thursday's collapse of a pedestrian bridge near Miami are accounted for. Six people were killed. Florida International University is planning to hold a moment of silence tomorrow afternoon. Do you think the president is watching right now? I like to imagine him. I don't want to imagine him. <laughs> Stormy Daniels may be speaking out, but Melania Trump certainly is not. Despite the porn star's claims that she had an affair with Donald Trump, the First Lady has remained silent on the matter. In fact, soon after the story broke, Melania Trump canceled a previously announced trip to Davos, Switzerland with her husband, quietly visited the Holocaust Museum in D.C., and made an unexplained solo trip to Mar-a-Lago. I received a call today from the President of the United States at a little afternoon time from Air Force One. And I've also spoken to White House Chief of Staff Kelly.
ensure we have clarity as to the days ahead. What is most important is to ensure an orderly and smooth transition during a time that the country continues to face significant policy and national security challenges. Former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe reportedly kept memos regarding President Donald Trump. The files are said to be similar to those kept by former FBI Director James Comey about his interactions with the Republican leader. If McCabe's memos are anything like Comey's, they could significantly bolster Special Counsel Robert Mueller's obstruction of justice case against Trump. A.G. Jeff Sessions' decision to fire McCabe, despite his statement last year that he would recuse himself from all matters related to the Russia investigation. It is now clear that Mr. Skripal and his daughter were poisoned with a military-grade nerve agent of a type developed by Russia. This is part of a group of nerve agents known as Novichok. Based on the positive identification of this chemical agent by world-leading experts at the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory at Porton Down, the government has concluded that it is highly likely that Russia was responsible for the act against Sergei and Yulia Skripal. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ral Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is March 18th, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best to be back in the house. Like the man said, I am J. Ryle, of course, uh, you can uh, tune into the show. All you have to do is just uh, check us out on Blog Talk Radio, the TGRS Radio Network. You can also give us a call, 347-850-1272. As always, I never show the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my main man, the man who runs everything around. Here's the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this fine morning? Well, I tell you what, man. After a week of uh, being off... Coming back to the same old song. But that's okay. We're back. I'm doing well, man. Doing well. It's glad to hear that. Though. Of course, our colleague. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. It's a beautiful thing, man. As long as we are alive and well, that's all that matters. Our colleague, Jerome is free, who usually joins us after his commitment for Clear Channel Radio, should be in the house soon. Of course, our resident texter, Johnny D, he'll be checking in, in with us, as always, throughout the show adding his commentary and his remarks. Once again, the call-in number is 347-850-1272, This morning is the Sunday Morning Roundtable discussion where we just throw everything out there and we have a long conversation about what's been going on for the past, in our case, two weeks. A lot has gone down since the last time we talked to you guys live. And, of course, in the presidency of one Donald J. Trump, there is never, Ms. Delias, a moment where we don't have anything to talk about. I remember there were times <laughs> during the Obama administration, you're like, man, what are we going to talk about today? Not so much with this guy. Just close yeah. your eyes and wake up the next day, and <laughs> we're going to be talking about something. Something's going to happen. So, once again, the discussion is just a conversation. No times, but it's, the segments are timed. But, you know, we're just all over the map. We're going to talk about what's on our mind. If we spend, you know, 90 minutes talking about the same thing, so be it. But it's a discussion. It's a conversation. And once again, we invite you to be a part of it. Pick up the line, 347-850-1272. Or you can go to the world-famous chat room and put your comments there. Or you can hang out 
where I hang out, all the social media areas in which we monitor throughout the course of the show. And, of course, if your commentary or your comments are respectful and they are short and if they are meaningful, there's a possibility that they will make the chatterbox section of the show, which is about, once again, about 90 minutes away. A lot to get into. A lot has happened this past week, in the past two weeks. Uh, I think the big news, first of all, let's take some time out to acknowledge what happened in Florida, Mr. Elias. What a tragic situation. Uh, a bridge that one of these bridges they call them what swing bridges where they build these things overnight or I, I know you're mm-hmm. into that line of work. How, right. Explain to us exactly what type of bridge this was and why do you think this thing went down, man? Well, you know something, man. From what I, the, the reports that I read, they 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 this bridge had they reported cracks on this bridge. I think the, either that week before or the day before. And look, man, right? I'm, I'm I'm yes I, to be surprised. Jay, I'm surprised with the way our roads and bridges are right now that there has not been more. I really am because they they have they have ignored the infrastructure for so long that uh, I'm I'm really surprised that they have not had more bridges falling. And 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 if you look at the roads, the situation of some of the roads that we have in and and in this area, man, there's so many potholes. There's potholes the size of craters here, man. I am so surprised that they are uh, that a lot of bridges right now in Northwest Indiana they had a uh, a they 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 shut down a paid it's a paid uh, road because the bridge was that bad it was just that bad they shut it down so it, 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 unless they do unless they invest money in infrastructure this is going to happen more and more. But, you know, the thing, it's interesting you mentioned Northwest Indiana. You know, everyone knows by now you and I are both from the 219. And and the thing that always gets me about when I go home, I, I always feel like I've never left home. And the reason why I feel this hmm. way is because the same old potholes are where they were when we were in high school. I know exactly where to dodge them. I know exactly, you know, certain roads where this exists. And I can't believe that we do not have things in place that will allow us to fix this. Every time I go over a bridge, man, I get nervous. I do. And this is back from even uh, when that bridge collapsed in Minnesota. I mean, here you mm-hmm. are traveling, and all of a sudden, this thing just falls down. I mean, th- th- there's yeah. nowhere to go. You're crushed in your vehicle. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, and I'm, just, I'm telling you, it's going to happen a lot more. It's going to happen a lot more because we do not, we, we have not put money in the infrastructure. But we'll put money into the military. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll overspend the military, but the infrastructure, nope. You know why? Because that would create money for the middle class. That would create a lot of jobs. And I, and it, and I don't, I can't understand. And then, and then this this idiot president that we got right now, uh, the, the the new his so-called infrastructure bill is where the money that he's donating is, is a quarter of of what it's supposed to be, and you won't get any money because you have to. Uh, over-exceed over the funds that, that the government is giving you to redo the roads and the bridges. But he'll spend money on military parades and money on military, but he won't spend money on infrastructure. That tells you what he thinks about you. That tells you what the Republican Party thinks about you, too, because they will not spend money on the infrastructure. It, it, it's a damn shame that somebody has to die for, for this to happen. It's a damn shame. But isn't that how it always works? Someone has to die in order for something, for progress to be made. 
I mean, you know, I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. I thought about the fact that, you know, doc, I, I was uh, last night for some odd reason. You know, the, the, fa- the famous speech that Dr. King gave right before he was assassinated that night, you know, we play excerpts of it here all the time. Uh, you know, especially during his birthday or during the month of his assassination. But I actually went back and listened to that full speech, the full speech. And he talked about how, he talked about how, you know, when he got stabbed, and he talked about, you know, had he sneezed, he'd have died. I mean, it's a speech that um, that I, I recommend people to go back and listen to. Listen to the speech in its entirety. It was a, I mean, my God, man, I, uh, once again, a brand new respect for this man, MLK Jr. Mm-hmm. But where I was going with it is, you know, he had to die in order for things to start moving forward. You know, you look at what ha- what's happening in Parkland, uh, Florida right now with, with the kids down there. You know, kids had to die in order for Congress, especially in uh, Florida, to take some legitimate steps towards gun control. Now, it's not, listen, they, didn't, they did not uh, remove the assault. On uh, the assault weapons, the ban on assault weapons. They did not put a ban in place for those for those things, but they did raise the minimum age. Uh, they did uh, put a focus on mental health. So you know, we thought that the NRA would never. They're the powerful NRA. The bottom line is that they will never, ever, ever be defeated. But at the end of the day, Mr. Elias, these young kids came through and said, "Hey, they made a difference." Now, Florida didn't go far enough. Far enough. But but think about it. You know, Rick Scott defied what the NRA wanted to do, especially when it came, when it came to raising the limits from 18 to 21. Your thoughts? Well, you know, some they they, they could have went much further, but you know what? They could they they like I said they could have they could have uh, uh, banned the bump stocks. They could have banned a lot of things, man. But they're not going to because the NRA has has their hands in the politicians' pockets. I think I think if if, if they ever banned um, the fact that special interest groups giving money to the campaigns, our our uh, probably a lot of our policies would change. But you can't you, you you can't get around it. These special interest groups give money and they they give all this money to these people and then what do they do? They they vote they vote the way these politicians. That's why our pharmaceutical industry is the way it is, and that's why our NRA is the way it is. 20 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J-Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best. It's the Sunday morning roundtable discussion where we're just talking about what's ever on our mind. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, the man who also brings you on a need-to-know basis, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Doing much better, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, I did not, morning, I'm going to call you Dr. Hey, good morning, Jerome Esprit. Yeah. Dr. Esprit sent me some information, Mr. Elias. He gave me a prognosis, a a diagnosis, and he also gave me a remedy. Man, I am brand new thanks to that guy right there. There you go. Give this man a hand. I was going to say, you can't know stuff and not say stuff, so that's kind of how this goes. (laughs) Hey, if I know, I'm going to say it. There you go, my man, Positive Pants. That's what I'm talking about. He came through on a Tuesday, too, Mr. Elias. I was sitting there with him, head pounding. Jerome said, let me reach out to this guy and save the day. My man, hey, man, you saved my life. God bless you. And, uh, and I'm glad that you are in the house this morning. <laughs> no, he he would have been in the house. I can't take credit for that. Jay would have been here anyway. 
Just want to say, whatever little bit I can say is, um, you know, it's what we do. Uh, absolutely. And my little you know, last in out. <laughs> last week we were out because I had migraine headaches that would not stop. And Jerome uh, sent me some information over, which was very helpful. I drank a lot of water. And uh, so hopefully, hey guys, send your emails in if you have problems. We have the doctor right in the house. He can save that soul and uh, make sure that you're doing well. <laughs> there you go. I can help out with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Sunday morning round table. Go ahead, go ahead Jerome. Yeah, I wanted to say about that whole bridge thing that happened is that um yeah. You know the iron the irony to that to me is you know it was Trump that changed the rules on um on infrastructure like it was one of the regulations that he took off on the Obama rules that you have to Yeah, he did. when you build um infrastructure you have to take in consideration like floodplain stuff and you couldn't fast build bridges. And they and so they kept calling that project specifically because you couldn't do it under in Obama administration. That they call it, um, I forgot, an accelerated bridge project because you couldn't do that under Obama. So they did that, and I want to I want to put this out in everybody's head. This is on Trump too. So I know everybody think we pick on him, but they deregulated so that they can fast build that doggone bridge, and the bridge fell. Work it out in your psyche for you folks who love that fool. It's interesting you say that because there were a lot of uh, regulations, uh, Jerome, that uh, this guy went in and overturned safety regulations, especially on the oil and gas side, because it's all about money for this guy in this administration. And you are absolutely correct. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that. So how much? Yeah. So so should we direct our our you know our focus and our attention? And our disdain to this president Because once again, here we go A situation where he's gone in He's made changes to the regulations To try to get things done faster So they can get a faster payoff And they are just They have no regard for human safety Yeah, and so that's what his payoff is And you know, here, here's the thing Why I know sometimes it seems like I'm not empathetic to tragedy But the problem with this is When people actually Try to defend people like Donald Trump without understanding yeah. why we're in this daggone situation. I have no empathy for you. So we need to do a better job of understanding what the heck is going on day to day, opposed to acting like everything, this is a tragedy and we can't speak about it. Yes, we can speak about it. A part of the tragedy is those guys are creating most of the problems that we're now having in this country. They're creating them. It is not natural. So we need to deal with that. And notice that Trump didn't say anything about it either. I don't no, recall him saying anything about that bridge going down. You, are, you know what, man? You are right about that. Nothing, nothing at all about what happened in Florida. Nothing. Yep, not even the White this House. This guy's the president even, of the United States. Not he didn't even say anything, Jerome. Woman. None of them. None said a word. It's unbelievable. He was too busy firing uh, uh, was it, uh, uh, the uh, FBI director. Tillerson, you pick Tillerson, you know, McCabe. Yeah, Tillerson, <laughs> Yeah, he was too busy firing those cats. Bad tweets that, and that's the part of what their people. That's the part of what their distraction is, right? They want you to be distracted. Everybody, 
everybody uh, don't read on the third grade, third grade level. Some people do read. You know what I mean? Like we got, I, I don't know. I'm, let me stop with this. But I'm just, it is just kind of sickening that if they don't say something, we change the narrative. Like we change the story. But everything seems so dysfunctional. Like it seems like we're always blaming them for something. But they are running roughshod over everything that this country has. But what are we supposed to do? Say nothing because of it? I mean, we all have to say something. So you know, I don't. I don't know what the answer. The is I don't know what the answer is to the question. But I just know that we have a responsibility that we need to just call it. Because these fools are crazy. Here, here, here's a comment by a guy named Mario. Usually, I, I, I save these for uh, for uh, Chatterbox, but I think we need to address it right now. What he's saying is basically, uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty lengthy uh, re- remark here. But basically, what this guy is saying is, is that we are quick to blame. We're quick to say that uh, Trump's policies that he's putting in place won't have an effect until he puts a budget in. So how can we say that uh, we should blame President Trump for this bridge situation? According to according to you guys, uh, he hasn't been in office for any of his uh, any of his uh, laws or to take place. Well, first of right. all, guy, you can sign an executive order. And I mean, exactly. this guy, Mario. Thanks, Mario, for the comment. Yeah, go ahead, Jerome. I'm not thanking Mario for the comment. He signed an executive order. So let's talk about how government works um, for Mario, right? And I don't mean to be too sarcastic, but I am being sarcastic. No, you're, the issue you're, is, no, please is do. that please he do. is, please do. He, first of all, he is signing regulation that's getting passed through the Senate and the House, and he's signing executive orders. So they not, they're not using the Democrats for this at all because they're, they're not signing it. But, and, and he's not permanently changing laws. He's actually making executive orders. So he took another infrastructure inside of the other deregulation stuff that he did and put that into one of the bills that they had. So they are passing bills behind everybody's back. They're not getting any fanfare for passing these bills. So the deregulation stuff that they're doing is going to start having some effect. It's like what they're doing to get rid of some of the national parks or to cutting down the territory just to do mining. Like, we don't, we're not even looking at stories like there's... um. 200, um, 210,000 barrels of oil that leaked from the pipeline in South Dakota. It's just in their groundwater. And I don't know if everybody remembers the protesting that they were doing in, in South Dakota to get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. This month, it was 210,000 barrels of oil got leaked there. That's in the doggone news. Well, I'm sorry. It's not in our news, but it's still being reported through um, AP and the BBC and all these other Reuters, all of these outlets. There are stories out there that these guys are making decisions that are actually doing damage. So I know it's it's nice to talk about the hookers, you know, because it's funny. But at the same time, they're doing some damage. So we can't not... So the reason I brought that up about the regulations is because he needs to take blame for that as well. Not just his lying, not just because the hookers, not because he's firing people. All of this chaos is being created by the same daggone administration. 
They need to own it all because just like when Obama was in office and people kept saying he's a secret Muslim, they ran with that bull for months. What the heck is a secret Muslim? That took up news cycles. We have some really serious stuff going on in this country, and now we're acting like, um, let's just stay on one topic, like we can't, we can't see, um, they're not playing three-dimensional chess or anything. It's not that they're that smart. They are just rolling back everything Obama did, and they're causing damage by doing that because there are people who are ready to pounce on it as soon as they get to um, make some money and not pay anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned uh, President Obama and some of the things that they used to take up news cycles. I remember when he uh, had when he released his uh, birth certificate, and one of the things he said at the podium, which I thought was fascinating, was he says, "You know, he says we have to stop this silliness. Silliness. We have more important problems and serious issues that we're dealing with versus this nonsense." I mean, and you could tell he was really not happy about this because, once again, this is something that's a situation that Donald Trump created. And um, it's just unfortunate, man, that, you know, we are dealing with what we're dealing with. But you know what? Hey, like he also said after the uh, election that the sun will come up the next day. We just have to figure a way how to get through a lot of this. And um, it's just unfortunate. It's really a sad situation. You're tuned to the Sunday morning roundtable. Go ahead, Jerome. Finish your thought. Look, I was just going to say, it's, it's not unfortunate. I, what I want to say about that is that we need to do a better job of being smarter, right? I'd rather I for agree. them to own this stuff than us to actually let them off the hook by saying, yay, they're only going to be here for X amount of time and all this other stuff. We have to stop making excuses for dysfunction. It, it's almost like the opioid stuff where we have people talking about, this is an epidemic that's hurting our kids. Stop that bull. And I don't really care, right? Your problem is is that you made, you demonized all of these black and brown people. They're sitting in jail for small cases of marijuana, and now you want us to feel sorry because somebody's voluntarily getting heroin and oxycodone and, and, and all these other opioids. They're voluntarily doing that. Some of these kids are doing drug overdoses because they want to die for a little while because of the rush of that. You know, I don't want to go back to the George Carlin joke of, for those people who want to jump off a bridge without a helmet, they're not here today. Hey, let that be your first control. Hell, don't don't come back to us acting like we need to have compassion every time something happens to somebody who looks like you, but everybody else, hey, they're criminalized and they they're thrown in jail. You have no compassion for them, so I want them to see what no compassion looks like. It's not that I don't have compassion, because we all do. The fact is, is that you guys need to be caught up on, on your hypocrisy and your bull, and we have to stop allowing you to um, allowing you passage for it. That's our, that's our fault because you're not learning lessons. You're right about that. And we have to continue to do what we do every Sunday, bringing you the information that we know so we can pass along that knowledge to you guys. Uh, it's, uh, Sunday, it's the Sunday Morning Roundtable. You're listening to The Serious Talk. Coming up on the other side of this break, we're going to hear from our social media director, Jackie. She's in the house with some information, and I'm pretty sure she wants to provide some commentary. But in this morning's edition of Informative, it's less something that you need to know. 
Uh, we're going to hear the story of a man by the name of James uh, Felder. Now, you don't know who he is. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I want you to listen to his story. We'll talk on the other side. It's time for another edition of In Four Minutes or Less. In tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. November 22nd marks a somber day in our nation's history. It was a moment in time that few will ever forget, and the images of that day have been etched in the collective memory for generations. Our guest in the studio, Sergeant James Felder, author of the book I Buried John F. Kennedy, carried the casket of our slain president. Mr. Felder, thank you so much for being in the studio with us. Thank you for having me. First of all, how did you get to be chosen to be a pallbearer? The military has a seniority system. On the day of President Kennedy's assassination, I just happened to be the senior NCO for funerals at Arlington Cemetery. So there was never any discussion who was going to head the team because I was the senior person. That's how it happened. How did you find out? Was it a phone call? Did your superior officer come to you? I was only only had 57 days left to do in the Army. I was out job hunting that Friday. Came out of the Department of Agriculture and saw these ladies gathered around a taxi and they were crying. So I went over to find out what, it, what was going on. The old cab driver said to me, very stoic, uh, they shot the president. I said, what do you mean they shot the president? He's in Dallas today. That's right. That's where they shot him. Went home to southeast Washington, walked in the door. The telephone was ringing. It was my first sergeant. He said, Sergeant Felder, you heard what happened to the president? I said, yes. He said, your leave has been canceled. You need to get out here, get your team together. You've got to go to Dallas to pick up the president's body. That's how it started for me. What were the types of feelings and thoughts that were going through your head immediately? Well, immediately, I, President Kennedy was the first president I voted for. A person whom I had seen many occasions when I worked at the White House on details and so forth, and whom I admired, I had to get over that hurt first. So it, for a few minutes, you know, tears welled up in my eyes, but then my military kicked in. And so I had to now begin to prepare for what was ahead of us for the next four days. It must be an unbelievable memory. It is, it is but it's seared in my mind, you know, to, to look at the president's body, to watch the autopsy, to watch the embalming, because we had to be there. Our, our job was security for the body. Miss Kennedy would not let the body leave the hospital to go to the funeral home to be embalmed. She wanted everything to be yet, not done at the hospital. Why did she not want him to leave the hospital, you think? She'd had a terrible experience that day in Dallas, earlier that day, trying to get the body out of Parkland Hospital to get it on Air Force One to bring it back to Washington. Most states have laws that you cannot move a body, particularly if it's been a homicide. His was a homicide, until it's been embalmed and the coroner's issued a death certificate and all of that. She, they threatened to hold the body in Dallas. She refused to let that happen, and with the aid of some of her Kennedy's men, they were able to get the body out of Bethesda Naval Hospital and get it on the Air Force One. And she didn't want to trust that body being out of her sight again. She was in the hospital the entire time all of this was going on. And obviously, you know, as, as we all know, having seen the very famous images, she, she kept her clothes on. She kept the same bloodstained clothes on until the next morning, until we got the body in the White House, uh, 5 o'clock that Saturday morning. She was still in that bloodstained pink outfit. It's been said that she kept those clothes on to show the... She wanted to show the world what they had done to her.
again, 347-850-1272. You're tuned to the serious side. It's uh, 20 minutes before the top of the hour. Welcome back. Like I mentioned before, we stepped out for break. But to bring in our uh, social media director, the one and only Jackie, is in the house. If we can get our mic open. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Welcome into the serious side. Hi, how's everyone doing? You're doing good. good How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, all I got to say as far as what y'all was talking about is, is this is just a straight smoking mirrors administration and just simply hmm. how things start. That's how it's going to finish. And that's all I got to say about that food. Wow. Okay. That was short and quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're straight to the point. Call them what on the call. social media front, uh, welcome you all to uh, follow us uh, online, okay? You can email us if you want to email us. Email us at seriousside at outlook.com. Once again, at seriousside at outlook.com. You want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All three pages now have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And all of the information is in the chat room. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. You old folks. Now, one of the things, Miss Delias, I noticed, and I shouldn't say this, but I noticed that our demographics, most of our folks who listen to our show are our age. You guys need to get out there and participate. I mean, man, it's beautiful. Uh, our listening audience is strong. Uh, but you guys need to get out there. Uh, let's take advantage of some of this stuff. I know technology may yeah. be a little foreign to some of you folks, but get out there and do it. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, Jackie will be definitely monitoring those social media websites and get us some information as far as what's going on. So we appreciate you, Jackie. Thank you so much for checking in. You're very welcome. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we continue the Sunday morning uh, roundtable discussion, you know, Jerome brought this up, but I think it's something. You know, Jerome, you said something during the last segment that I thought I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit uh, going forward. You talked about how the Stormy Daniels situation is funny, but you know what? I'm going to disagree with you, man, because I'm thinking now. You know, if the latest news is the president and his lawyers are now saying, look, if she says something, there's going to be a two a twenty million dollar. $20 million is in this thing somewhere, Mr. Elias. And I'm thinking, first of all, by you guys acknowledging this, you're saying pretty much that he did this. I mean, this is a guy that has so many freaking skeletons in his closet. I don't think it's funny that this man was carrying on an affair with a porn star. Now, you may say, oh, she's a porn star, he's a man, we had this situation with Bill Clinton, but here's where it gets tricky. Because if you look at what's happening with the Russia situation, you look at what's going on with the Stormy Daniels situation, how this guy brings attorneys into the fold, this is the reason why Bob Mueller's investigation is so important. Because mm-hmm. this guy could be compromised. He really, truly can be compromised and blackmailed. And for well. the life of me, I cannot understand why Congress is not saying Jack. They're not saying anything. They are quiet as church mice, 
What the heck is going on in Washington, D.C.? What's going on, James? What uh, Jerome said it best. They're trying to push their agenda through. Then after they get their agenda through, they got the tax bill through, and now these people they can, are supposed to be Americans. Cripple, if they if they can cripple the Social Security, which they call entitlements, which are damn not entitlement, because I, I pay into that damn thing every week. It was not a damn entitlement. So um, if they can get that passed, then they're good. I'm telling you, they're gonna once they push their agenda through and they're done with them, they're gonna wipe their hands with them and they're gonna get rid of them. But their agenda has not been pushed through yet. I don't believe that. I, I, you know what? There was a time I would have believed that. I don't believe that anymore. I don't think they're going to get rid of them. I think that they're going to keep him in office. If they Listen, here's the thing, and this is the reason why the midterm elections are so important. Because the House of Representatives are the ones that deal with the impeachment proceedings. And, folks, you need to get out and vote. You got to get out and vote because as long as the Republicans control the House, I guarantee you, Jerome, there will not be an impeachment proceeding. I don't give a damn what Robert Mueller's uh, investigation comes out with. I don't care if if Stormy Daniels during her sixty minutes uh, uh, interview that she revealed videotape. I don't think they're going to do anything as long as they control the House. What say you? Well, first of all, I. I I would like to correct your mischaracterization. I don't think she's a porn star. I don't know why people are calling that. But I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> or, or I should say, I don't know why she is a porn star. I'm no kind of sewer. Her seems like a bit <laughs> Okay. So, because it sounds like they're giving her a title. So, Stephanie Clifford, yeah. is her given name. Uh, she's just a hook. It's kind of how I see that. Or alleged hook, right? Because he paid her, and and she says he offered to pay a friend of hers also to sleep with him. So I think that's what hookers wow. are. I'm not sure about the definition, so I'll go check that. But here's the thing: <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. if if she is saying, oh, by the way, the twenty million dollars is because in the contract it says for every time she speak about him. He has to, she has to pay him a million dollars. But I think in contract law, I'm oh, okay. not okay. familiar with um, whatever state well, they may have signed that in. I can just tell you a little bit about New York State contract law. But I think what happens is that if you sign a contract for for any amount, like, say, $130,000, your penalties can't be more than what the value of the contract is. So you can't ask somebody for a gazillion dollars and they sign a contract for like 50 cents. You can't do that. So good luck mm. at getting $20 million when you paid her uh, 130000 And he didn't even pay that. But speaking of contracts, we got uh, Kathleen Williams on with us, so she could probably good. answer that yeah, better than we could. Yep. Good morning, good morning Kathleen. Kathleen. How, How are you doing? doing? <laughs> I'm good this morning. How are you all doing? She may, she may not right. be happy about our topic, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I never know when I'm going to show up. Exactly. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, she's, hey, look, Jerome, she has you wiretapped. 
She's using the same that. thing that I President Obama used on President Trump. She's wiretapping. I hate for her to use her law degree on the. Her, I mean, on that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to call her now. See, I can't call her that because Kathleen's here. On the, um, <laughs> the alleged porn um, lady. That's what her name is. Can't call her a star. I don't know that. <laughs> what I, what I can't there. answer is the legal definition of hooker. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you so don't know that either. Have to <laughs> <laughs> have to now. Yeah, that was difficult I'll leave for that me. to you, Jerome. You <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. That up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you. Oh, man. <laughs> So, so Kathleen, so now we were talking about this whole thing with Stormy Daniels, and you know, and the report came out this past week that she was actually threatened by the Trump folks. This is what her attorney alleges. So now it takes into a brand new situation. Oh my God, it's almost you're like kidding. we're dealing with the Gestapo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like sorry, you know, it's like it's a mafia hit. You know, we're we're, really? we're going to uh, we're we're going to hit you in your knees if you don't shut your mouth. This is terrible, but this is serious because we're talking about the most powerful man in the world. We're talking about how he can be compromised. So yeah, we can laugh at the Stormy Daniels situation, which you know, in some situ- you know, and in, in, in some ways, I guess it's funny because we're talking about a porn person, not a porn star, but a porn person, <laughs> a porn participant. Maybe I should use yeah, that terminology. Yes. There you go. But but on a more serious tip. You're looking, listen, when I was in the military, one of the things they used to teach us was how the Russians would get information from the U.S. government. And they talked about how they would plant Russian women to marry American men, and they would be married and have kids by these guys and be married to them for 20 years. But what they were doing was they were passing information along to Mother Russia. So it doesn't matter how much you sleep or marry or whatever the case may be. Their commitment is to Mother Russia. So now you have a situation where Donald Trump sleeping with porn people and all these different things. How can the nation, how can Congress, Kathleen, sit back and don't do anything when they know this type of nonsense is going on? This guy could be compromised, for Christ's sakes. What say you? Could be. Yeah. I think that's a far-gone conclusion. I mean, I think could he is be. compromised. That's why he's compromised. Yeah. Not only is he compromised, but everybody that he has see compromise you know, birds of a feather flock together. So this he's compromised and everybody that he brings in is either compromised or he compromises them. That's I mean, we have all watched all kinds of gangster movies and we know exactly what people do. They set you up so that they can get something on you and then be able to use that to make you do what they want. And this man has not only – I mean, this isn't new. This is something that President Obama and Hillary Clinton, like her or not, voted for her or not, told on the world stage while he was running for office. And what we saw in America is that racism prevailed. So that the the people who were, I believe, this is my theory, people were uh, uh, particularly white people and white evangelicals who were uh, incensed that a black man from Africa had the audacity to take over the, the highest position in the world, right, King T'Challa, took the highest position in the world 
And <laughs> they are like, oh, my God, this can never, not only are we going to undo history like we, have, like we are accustomed to doing and have done for the history of the world, but we are going to make it so that no one dare ever do this again. This is kind of like, the, you know, this is their strange fruit. So they are right. hanging. They are hanging the Obama presidency for people to threaten them to say, "Don't you ever dare try and do this again, because this is what we will do coming after you." And so he's setting himself up with people that are compromised. Look at who he's putting in office. Look at who they're either dedicated to him like a king, or they're already compromised. So the guy that has the domestic violence um, issues that uh, he had looking at um, censored information uh, for the United States government. Um, Jared Kushner, who was selling Brooklyn to the Japanese for his broken uh, business with his father in jail right now, who can't pass a security clearance. This is, you know, look at what he, Jeff Sessions, who, my God, came out of the civil rights movement, and everybody, everybody said it. Who, how could you put this man in charge, this man with the history that he has, and he put them all in office. Betsy Curtis Scott Devoy. King actually sent a letter oh, the, about him too. Curtis Scott King sent a letter out yes, about this guy, Joe Sessions. And and they silenced Elizabeth Warren when she tried to read that letter. So um, sure and, and Betsy DeVos putting her over the school system. Uh, I have not Ridiculous. visited those those schools. Yeah, maybe I should visit the schools in my area to see whether they're failing or not. I mean, you know, uh, and and then putting making putting tariffs on steel where we're not even manufacturing. You know, just, just look look at what he's doing. He's padding his pockets. He's putting his friends in power. He's using compromised people. And you, we 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 can't delude ourselves into thinking that he could possibly be compromised. He is already yeah. compromised and is running this country as though it is his personal business, and he's trying to make it the United States of Trump. And, and your question was, how can Congress sit back and watch it? Just like they're doing, easily. My question is, what's going on with the Congressional Black Caucus? Are we really seeing that they are either disempowered or they believe they are? So I, I would like to know what's happening Something needs to be coming out, and pressure has to be put on this man. And he has to come out of office. You say you don't believe, I believe that he will not make it the four years. No, 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 no. What I said was this. Let me clarify what I said. I said that as long as Congress, the Republicans, control the House, I don't believe they're going to impeach him. That's why I think, Jerome, that the 2018 elections are so important, because if Democrats can get control of the House— I guarantee you, man, within weeks, impeachment proceedings will start because this is no way they can stay idle. That's what I meant when I said I don't believe he's going anywhere, Jerome, unless, uh, you know, the Democrats can take back the House. Yeah, I um, I think he's going to get impeached, but I don't have that kind of confidence in Democrats either. Like, I, so I just want to, that, wow. want to put Are that out serious? there where, heck no. What? They don't. They don't deserve our confidence that way either. You know what I mean? Like, a part of the problem is all the Bush people who should be in jail now, they didn't send them to jail. So every time we have a change in administration, they tend to let them go. 
so we we have a problem with that, and and again, it's a it's a um, it's a demographic issue. That's the nice way that I can put this. Is that the people who vote for Trump, right? I, I like this argument when they're, you know, when you have people like Meghan McCain, crazy self, say stuff like she's tired of them painting all the people who voted for Trump as racist, but they're race they're racist tolerant, and so. Although they may have problems with other things that he do, they don't know that it comes as a package. The reason that he's, well, I mean, he's already kind of ignorant across the board, but he doesn't have um, any balance to his, to his thinking. So he's not smart, along with him being erratic, right? Everybody's irate. Jeff Sessions has been in Congress for who knows how long. And I'm sure if you look at the right Wikipedia page and you look up Southern races, his picture might pop up. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. But it probably should. Right? Because he's an old school racist. So what they're doing by saying, oh, no, it's okay for somebody, uh, uh, the police to pull you over and to, um, if you have too much money on you, to take your money and not report it. When they're bringing that stuff back, that is shaking that is shakedown territory. So we can't ignore none of this stuff because we know what the world was like prior, where this becomes shocking to Europeans for some point, uh, at some point that they're like, I can't believe that people are doing that. Yeah, they're putting those policies back in place of the stuff that you couldn't believe was happening to begin with. So we can't be delusional by people like um, Trump because uh, apparently some of his policies – um, that they're ignoring is because they're tolerant of those policies. So we can't be one-issue voters by just saying stuff like, hey, if we just get the Democrats in there, it'd be okay. The Democrats, we need to make sure the next Democrat who want to come back in there need to do what they did to Obama stuff. They need to comb through all of this stuff that they put in place and get rid of them. That's what they need to do. So I don't want to hear anybody. And, and anybody on the Democratic side say to me, you know, um, I, I guess since the last election that the rest of the Democrats need to run like that guy in Ohio. No, you don't, right? Because that's what racist and white supremacy is. It's saying um, you can't run against a white supremacist because he's a white supremacist. You need to run out policy. It's like uh, not for black people. Don't, don't come to me talking about you want me to vote for you because your policies are different than his. Don't give a damn about his policies. His policies are racist and crazy for everybody. That's the, that's the minimal that you need to be able to, um, to, to articulate. The minimal should be policy stuff. But we need you to reverse this, um, this assault on all of our um, civil liberties. You need to reverse all of that. Ms. Tillyes, do you think Biden's going to run in 2020? Yep, I think I said that a long time ago. I think he's going to yeah, run. He's, yeah, yeah, I do honestly believe that. I, I think he's actually said he's going to run. He's got a, a committee or something together to run that he's researching right now. I do believe he's going to run. Cause he, I, he's got to see the state of our country. And it's I believe like, that he nope. should because, yeah, I believe that he should because we can't take it for granted, like, Again, you need somebody. Biden is not necessarily um, going to 
going to um, be the savior of us all, but he is going to be able to put back those policies because he actually understood what they were. So Biden being a former senator actually knows how to run things through the Senate, too. That's why Obama's time there, um, when they had problems, Joe Biden oversaw the Senate. That's what the vice president, that's the only constitutional responsibility of the vice president is to be the head of the Senate. So no matter who's there, although Harry Reid did a bad job of not changing the rules like they did for Trump, right? They changed the Senate rules for Trump, and they act like they got a bunch of victories without rigging that system. So they need to leave them rigged when the Democrats get in there and change everything back and stop appealing to racist conservatives to say, we want y'all to get along with what we're about to do. We need to just change it back. But you, can't, you cannot be fair until you even the playing field. So since they have such a big jump on, um, you know, what they're doing in the judiciary, what they've done to some um, – with the executive orders – and what they've done to, you know, um, Glass-Steagall and some of the baking regulation stuff, what they've done, we need to change all that stuff back, and then you need to start from, then you can talk, talk about how we need to talk policy. But we need to really even to balance that out. So I'm, I'm, I'll be with Biden just to get back to where we were, um, <laughs> because it's kind of sad that where we are now, um, people think, we're, we're still writing off of Obama's budget, and people think, oh, everything, the, the, the roof didn't, didn't fall in, you know. But by the time it falls in, it'll be, it's going to be hell trying to dig out of it is the problem. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Wow. We haven't even scratched the surface this morning, guys. A lot to get into still. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about what happened with Rex Tillerson. Oh, man, this is crazy. What happened with Andrew McCabe, how these guys took 21 years of service from this man. These guys are a bunch of freaking gangsters in the White House. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. It's time to take a break. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Right back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
Welcome back here, 347 you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And as fast as we say good morning to our panelists, you guys are having a wonderful Sunday. Let's say good morning to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Can we open mics? I thought his mic was open. <laughs> oh, so he finally there went to see this time. Well, sir. Of course, the very lovely Kathleen Williams is in the house. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Good morning. Doing out- morning. Doing outstanding. Say good morning to the man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Can we say good morning to the people in the chat room, Mr. Elias? Uh, no, we can't, Jay, because there's no one <laughs> in the chat room this morning. Believe Ouch. it or not. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's say good morning to the folks out here, though. Let's say good morning to uh, Jeff. He's in the house. What's up, Jeff? I love that name. James is in the house. What's up, James? Beverly is in the house. We already heard from Mario. I'm going to say good morning to you anyway, Mario, even though you... Anyway, Frankie's back in the house. What's up, Frank? How you doing? Uh, Miguel is here. Hello, Miguel. Stacy's in the house. Christina. Harvey. Oh, man, look, Fletcher. Wow, a lot of people in the house. I don't see the Reverend. Still looking. Uh, he's probably... Oh, there he is. The Reverend's in the house, too. What's up, Rev? And much, many, many more. We thank you so much for what you're doing and your support for the show as we continue to do what we do. Try to bring you the information that you need right here on a beautiful Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. As we continue our conversation about the week that was, or the two weeks that was, that based on what happened with... uh, the Trump administration and things of that nature. So as we continue this conversation, you know, this past week, he fired Rex Tillerson. Uh, They fired the former FBI director, deputy director, Andrew McCabe. Here's what I don't understand, and this is what I hope that happens. Let's say good morning to Jackie, too. Good morning, Jackie. Director, and Vanessa Maybelli is listening on the lines as well. All right, so now, Mr. Elias, he fired these people. What is stopping these guys from coming up and stepping up and saying, you know what, we're going to start talking. We're getting ready to let it out. We're going to let it all hang out. Since you're going to get rid of us, let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Now, if you go back and look at the statement from the former FBI deputy director, he said, look, gloves off, no more. Here's the reason why I was terminated. Why isn't Rex Tillerson following the same freaking playbook, the same roadmap? Hey, you have nothing to lose. Let's expose this man for who he is and what he is. Let's get this clown out of office. Your thoughts? Maybe his hands is just as dirty as Trump's. You ever think that one? Because this cat. They don't get along, though. What do you mean? I don't care. His hands hands are just as dirty in Russia as Trump's is. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think? Yeah. And then, and then, and then it was a, it was a, it was they, they, the uh, McCabe was going to get his his pension. They can't stop that now because all they had to do was, I guess, one of the congressmen hired him for a week, so yeah. he would still keep his cake. Yeah, keep I his saw pension. that this morning. 
Yeah, so it, that, you know, so I bet that's gonna that's gonna eat Trump alive. Thank thank goodness for somebody doing that. But the bottom line is, man, like, I bet you Tillich's hands is just as dirty as Trump. That's why he's not made. Wow. If, if 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 he's not saying anything, what do you think? What are your sources, want- sir? Because you know you put that out there. What are your sources? Who me? My well, sources? Yeah, you. No, I don't have any source. I said I, I just I bet that's my my thought Exxon? process is. How about Exxon <laughs> Mobil? Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> How about Exxon Mobil? How about the the all the leaks and stuff that happened with Exxon? How about all the crap that was? How about the fact that he got that job totally unqualified in the first place? Like why? Oh, you can say that about all of them. Why was well? That's what I was saying earlier, right? You were saying, "Are they compromised?" And I was, as I was saying, you know, he's pulling in all the compromised folks, all the dirty dogs that he knows. Hey, if they turn on me, I've got something on them. I don't think. Listen, this man is akin to no one except maybe Jared and Ivanka. He's, but he is not not even Melania. So even the people that he brings in, he brings them in for a purpose. This is gangster. Yep. Go ahead, Jerome. No, no, I I agree with that. Like you're you're um, asking us to have like rational thoughts about somebody who's not rational. <laughs> like, I don't think that's possible. But when you think about, but 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 he but okay. So you have this going down with Tillerson. You have what happened with McCabe. And thank God, who, what, Mr. Elias, let me follow back up with you because I did see the story right before we went on the air. Was it a Republican or a Democrat who hired this guy? Or is that the uh, Democrat. I don't, I don't, Democrat, Democrat, yeah. I can't remember his name. I kind of figured it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Democrat. Okay. Um, Juan Gutierrez, I think his name Okay, I think yeah. you're right. I think I remember reading the name. I haven't accepted it yet, but it's just an offer, right? Because he's not the only one who made the offer, but it was it was two of them that did. But it's true that he couldn't retire until he was 50, and he didn't turn 50 until today. So all he has to do is go work for, um, for about 10 minutes and leave, and he'll get – He's going to get his pension. He's just not going to get 100% of it until he turns 50. But you just said he turned 50 today. Yeah. So how did he get fired is what he's saying. Right, he was fired before he turned 50, which would mean If he didn't go to work, he wouldn't, yeah, is what he's so, saying. So you can retro, retro, retroactively give somebody time, right, so – if you had a state job or a federal job and you worked there for five yeah. years and then you worked in the public sector, you can go back and then they will tag on from your five years from there on. So it doesn't matter when he goes back and works for federal. It just matters that he goes back and he works um, for – because he has 21 years in and all he needed was 20. So all he has to do is retire from that government job when he's 50. So he can go there and work officially, stamp him in one day, let him out the next day, and he'll qualify for 100% of his benefits. You know, the thing that's weird about the whole situation is the fact that they're saying that he released information out, unauthorized information to a reporter. Is that what they're trying to get him on? 
and that uh, when you go back and look at the information that was released, it was really harmful to Hillary Clinton. I, I mean, I guess I'm, you know, all of this nonsense, it's just so much stuff going on. It's hard to keep up with what's going on in the Trump White House. And so That's you're trying to point. figure out everything. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. And I think you're right. I think he does things just to keep his name. Think about how petty this individual is. He makes these whirlwind decisions to keep his name off the front pages. When he went in and decided that he was going to go in and create this trade war, that, that was because everything was starting to heat up with Stormy Daniels. Now, all of a sudden, you know, he gets rid of Tillerson because, once again, Daniels is, is in, the, in the background. Now he makes this move with the FBI director. This guy okay. puts tweets out saying that he should be fired. And then Jeff Sessions, he's a spineless coward. The way they play that guy on SNL is is, is beautifully done because he's a weasel. That guy, so he says that one of the reasons why McCabe is being terminated because he wasn't truthful under oath. This is the same man that went to Congress and lied, and lied. about not yeah. meeting with the Russians, Russians and then right. comes back and say, well, my memory, uh, I don't recall. Are you kidding me? I mean, what is going yeah. on here? <laughs> he did that to Kamala Harris, right? He was like, um, she's making me nervous. <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, what is this? Oh my god! He had god. the audacity yeah. to Jerome to put in as a part of his decision was because this guy was he told a lie under oath, and that's all well, he, he had, and everybody else in that administration has been doing since day one. Well, listen, I, I'm not covering for McCabe, like just because, of course. All of those guys are Republicans. So him and he and Comey and all of those decisions to actually put his out wife's a Democrat. press conferences. Huh? McCabe's Who? wife is a Democrat. Yeah, but McCabe's a Republican. So McCabe and wow. Comey is, is Republicans. And what happened was what they made the decision true? to put out all this Hillary Clinton stuff without saying that Donald Trump was under investigation as well. So technically, he probably was wrong. They're firing him over something that he did for Clinton for their own benefit because it's an excuse. So it doesn't mean that he wasn't wrong. He probably he was wrong. That's why the Inspector General came out with that report. That was an Obama appointee who said that he should be fired. It wasn't the Republicans that said that. You know, Kathleen said something earlier in her comments when she talked about how um, one of the reasons why, you know, the Obama administration, uh, they put out what was going on with the uh, Russian investigation. Go back and think about this now. The reason why that it really didn't take, the reason why it didn't make any headway, it didn't make headlines, that was right after the Access Hollywood video. Right, and so that dominated the news. This is the reason why I blame the media for this guy sitting in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because they did release that report. But then right after that came the the the, the Access Hollywood video, and I think the reason why you know God bless the, the, the media. I think what they were trying to do, they were trying to expose this man for who he is and what he is. Plus, they know dang gone well that they were going to get good ratings by putting this guy and center on our TV screens every day. But what they did was they created a monster. Because everyday Americans, Mr. Elias, looked at this guy, everyday rich 
white Americans looked at this guy and poor, said, oh, he's just like me. He's one of us. You know, how he insults people, how he doesn't take crap off anybody. This is what we need. We don't need a constitutional law scholar, a guy who really is thought-provoking. Yeah, we don't need a guy that's going to... You go really analyze the situation before he acts. Ah, we're tired of that. We need someone who's going to just say what he means and don't give a dang on the controversy or the effects of it. Now, let me ask you this question because this is something that I wanted to ask you guys last week, but we weren't on the air. North Korea. What if he pulls this off? What if he pulls off the fact that he could get North Korea to drop their nuclear? Arsenal. Do we deserve to give this guy credit for that? <laughs> you want me to laugh first, or are you asking? Really? No, Jerome, think about this. I think Kim Jong Un is buying. He's buying time, man. That's all he's doing. Oh, well, listen, I think I, he's oh, buying dude, time. Trust me. I, l- listen, I'm on your team with that. I think this is a ruse. I, I, re- I really do. I think it's BS. But my point is, is this because when President Obama. When he first went into Cuba, one of the things that he said was, we have been doing the same thing over and over and over again. We had 10 American presidents since the last time the U.S. had any form of communications with Cuba. And so he said, look, the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, but it's to make different results. He said, so we're going to change the way we do business. And we applauded President Obama for doing that. So yeah, I resent should we for the not- comparison, but that's a whole other story. I got you, but here's my point, though. Here's my point, Jerome. My point is, is this, is that this guy all of a sudden is saying, look, I'm not going to sit here and try to be, you know, think this thing through. I'm going to call you a fat little rocket man. I'm going to tell you that if you look at us wrong, we're going to blow you off the freaking map. And so did he get this guy's attention? Did he say, did this guy say, well, wait a minute. Come on, guys. No. If he pulls this off, you have to no. give him some credit, man. No. Oh, look, Kim Jong-un, oh, he's not. He's not. He, how many times has he done this to the other American president? I'm, how many I'm times? Yes, I'm with you. Listen, listen. Let me, let me, let me, make sure I, <laughs> let me make sure I put my position out there correctly because people have accused me of other things. I am playing devil's advocate here. I am on my panel okay. team. I think it's BS. I think it's it's just something. What Kim Jong Un want is he wants to have he all they always wanted to be on the same level as the United States, and that's one of the reasons why a United States president would never ever ever agree to meet with this guy because now you're putting him on that level. That's what they want. So other presidents, even Dummy Bush, realized that hey, we're not going to do that. That doesn't make sense. But Trump doesn't operate that way. But I'm saying, let's say that he does do this. Do we say, huh, maybe this guy has done something that makes sense. Maybe we give this guy some credit for this. What if he gets gun control across? I was reading an article, and it talked about how President Donald Trump is the only president that can come in and have an impact on gun laws. He can come Mm -hmm. in and say, look, we're going to get rid of assault weapons. But, Mr. LES, think about it. Think about it. He, it these, listen, I don't care what you say about him. He would lose his, he would lose his base if he got rid of gun laws. He's not going to lose his base. He would lose his base. I doubt if that. He got, if I, I guarantee you, if he got rid of gun laws, he would lose his base. 
stop he would lose it. his no, base. Okay. No, okay. No. Give it a gun I, laws and see what I happens. Doubt I doubt it. I doubt okay. it. Okay. But he, but he's okay. such a wuss because, once again, he's going to do what the last person that he talks to, that's the decision that he's going to go with. So we're never going to find out. He lied to those kids. Those kids came to the White House. And he talked about gun control, and then he comes right around and meets secretly with the NRA. The folks, it's not secret. Look at what's going it's on. Not, exactly. It's, it's not secret. See, okay, see, I I, the, I'm sorry, I just got to jump in, because what we're, the way I hear you explaining this is I believe what most people just kind of on the outside looking in will see, right? And... We think that the last thing that he goes with is the last person that he meets with. That may be the last thing he says to get off the hot seat while the cameras are on him at the moment. But this man is not changing, and he knows where his money comes from, and he knows what his base is about, and he knows who has him compromised, right? And that's the NRA. So when he says, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do the other, and then he gets, and his phone is going off in his pocket saying, um, excuse me? I'm like, no, 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 I was just saying that to those stupid kids to get them, you know, to let them know that I hear you, right? I was so just you, playing. you looked at his card, you looked at the card in his hand, the index card, I hear you, I understand, I know where you're coming from. They have to tell him what to lie about even. He's not even confident enough. They're not even confident enough that he could stand there and say the right thing to the people to get himself off the hot seat, right? So he's not secretly meeting with the NRA and then changing his mind. His agenda is set, clearly set, and he doesn't deviate. So you ask the question, what about if he goes to North Korea and he pulls this off? And I say, yep. what, if he, he pulls off anything, you better get the videotape and listen to everything that went down. Because if he pulls <laughs> off anything, within five years, you're going to see a Trump Tower over there, right? <laughs> he's going to set it up so that it benefits him, and he will sell the country down the tube. That's what, that's what we'll know. If he do, if he pulls anything off, he'll have Jared over there buying property and all other kind of crap. So don't think that he's trying to go over there and miraculously now save the United States. We have no evidence that that's what his agenda is in anything. Wow. You know what? She yeah, brings Ivanka's, up an excellent point, Jerome. Yeah, Ivanka's line is going to be hot in North Korea. I just want to say that. Like, this, that clothing line is going to be hot. You know what? You know that's what they're going to be working but, on. Hey, man. But you know what, man? That is so. That is so realistic. That is... That is not not as far fetched as it sounds. It really isn't. I don't know why it sounds. I mean, Mister Elias, <laughs> said something a long time ago. He said, "Look, this guy is in office to line his pockets. That's all he's in office to do. Don't be fooled by the small stuff. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. That's what he's doing. And now, when you think about this, you know, Jared Kushner meeting with people to get financing for his towers." I mean, this is this is nuts what we're dealing with. I mean, this is a, oh, my God, we have to wrap it up. All right, listen, let me go around and get final thoughts from everyone from this morning. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here, get to Chatterbox, and get to my favorite part of the show? Let's start with ladies first. Kathleen, oh, wow, this guy's a nut. <laughs> um, you know, if, if, there, if there was ever a time 
for people to really understand how important it is for them to see things with spiritual eyes. You cannot look at what's happening in front of your face and really understand what's going on in the world or what you need to do to prepare yourself to live in this environment. You have to connect with God and get spiritual eyes to understand what's happening here. Go inside and don't be fooled by the media. You had mentioned that earlier, um, Jay. You talked about the media and saying that, you know, they're responsible for this, that the media has their own agenda. And if we're going to try to trust the media to tell us what's really happening, we'll be spinning like cops. So they are, yes, they, they put him in office, but they're going to run after the story. They are not running after the truth so that people understand how to position themselves to take out the president. They're going after the hot topic. And so you can't trust that. Everybody wants to say, well, just don't watch Fox News. You watch everything else and you'll be okay. Not so. Use common sense and spiritual eyes to understand what's really happening in this time, in this place, in this world right now. Well, good stuff. What about you, Jerome? Well, I I just want to add on to what she said, that you have – in the news now, Cambridge Analytica, who was the data firm for Trump, stealing 550 million users' data off of Facebook. Facebook just kicked them off, right? So Cambridge Analytica um, dealt with Michael Flynn, Steve Bannon, and Robert Mercer, who was one of Trump's donors. These guys are committing crimes all over the place to manipulate you and if you only wait for the news to tell you that, then technically you're going to have some problems. That's why I'm saying if you're going to do anything, if you're going to take, if you're going to watch the news, watch it and laugh at it because they're only giving you a certain narrative. The narrative that you should have will be pissing you off all day. So you need to know right. that those guys are doing something for a certain, I, you know, without being a conspiracy theorist on this, that – their agenda is not your agenda. That's right. Their agenda is definitely not black folks' agenda, and their agenda is not fairness and has nothing to do with poor folks or even equity. Right? It's capitalism. And all of these guys are feeding you a narrative to either pacify you or to figure out a way that you will um, become sheep and blind to everything else that's going on. That's what came. That, that's that's what's going on in this country, and so we need to be conscious about it. And I wish we had a whole another segment to talk about Wakanda, but we don't. Yes, <laughs> I, I was just going to say that. I really I wish we let's did. Let's talk about it next Sunday. Let's talk about I was going to bring that up. That. We really need to talk about that. Yes. And right, my let's talk about it next Sunday. If that's going to be if they were telling you the truth, they'd all be in the same place that Keith Olbermann and Melissa Perry are in right now. No kidding. Just saying. Yeah, look at what happened. Right. Oh, I just throw my time to Kathleen and Jerome. Go for it, fellas. Go for it. <laughs> no, no I'm you guys go for it. Okay. We, we can cut it in my regular time. I could care less. We needed to talk about that. So you can you go ahead, Elliot. Thank you. Because if you, I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Elliot. Because if you, <laughs> Wakanda forever, baby. Reclaiming it. <laughs> I'm reclaiming the time. Listen, so everybody, everybody.
everybody went in to see this movie, right? So Wakanda, what did they do in Wakanda? And they even they even said, listen, we are not coming out of here to go deal with this other foolishness because then they'll have us spinning around involved in their nonsense. We are the head of technology. We are at the top of our game in every single thing there is. Everybody would have to turn and bow to us, and we're keeping a seal on this. So they can't come in here. And when they did let one in, what did they call him? The colonialist, you can't talk. We need to take yeah, some lessons yeah, from that movie. We, you know what I mean? They weren't bringing yeah. him in because they didn't bring him in for, for him to trade with him and for him to be savior and to learn from him. And even take, listen, Minister Kathleen is saying they didn't even bring him in to get the Bible from him. They brought him in to save his life. And they used that vibranium to save his life. And then everybody was like, get him out of here. What you bring him here for? <laughs> what you bring him here for? So, I, I mean, take note. Take note. And if you think of it, you take Wakanda and put it on Black Wall Street. Take Wakanda and put it in any that place in Florida. Thank you. Help me, Jerome. I can't remember the place in Florida that was built up totally black town that they burnt to the ground. Remember? Oh, um, Rosewood is another one. Rosewood, thank you. Rosewood, take you know, take and this was that was that was a United States Wakanda. So we have you know, (laughs) it's it's fantasy and fiction, but is it really right? So you look at you know, put that and use that, and that's what we have to do. Spiritualize. Take it and look at it and then go listen to Rachel Maddow because even Rachel that black people adore and love. And, yes, I watch Rachel, too, but she's not telling you everything or else she and Keith Olbermann would be on YouTube right now together. Man, you're right. Rachel Maddow is well, not your okay. friend either. So go ahead. Sorry, Jay. Take your show back. <laughs> you know, like, getting right. loaded out every now well, and then. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, hey, I'm writing, I, I got my notebook out and I'm writing stuff down. All right, folks, That's uh, that brings it into our conversational part of the show. Coming up next, Chatterbox. And uh, we're going to uh, get a little bit of You Know What I Love on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the j Rouse Show.
right, folks, welcome to the Chatterbox. Uh, final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. And since uh, we have no final thoughts from the world-famous uh, chat room, then I guess I'll read some of the comments that I have. And I'll take a few minutes to knock this out real quick. All right, Riel from, I guess I'm saying that correctly, from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, missed you guys last week. I know this may make you, okay, I know this may make your make your head spin. But I feel sorry for Melania. Yeah, it is making my head spin. This is a woman who respects Michelle Obama, and she only follows five people on Twitter. One of the four is President Obama. I think that she is a good person who is married to a despicable human being. All right, real. You kind of made your case at the end. You're right. She does look up to Michelle Obama, and she does follow President Obama, which I probably probably makes her husband mad as hell. All right. Uh, but that's great. Let's go there and look. Go. Tell her, tell her, tell her to go there and look. V-I-V-O-R-C-E. Hello. Tell her to go there and look what she's what, what this woman said about President Obama's birth certificate before she starts sharing on Melania. I'm going to look that up. Okay, oh, there yeah, it is. she had a whole lot to say. She had a lot to say about that. She was not on his side. She was not his friend. Ooh, they coming to get y'all. All right. Rashonda from Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Jay, Mr. Elias, remember me. Okay. I'm back. You guys have been on the air a long time. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And I have to say that I love, love, love Mr. Elias's voice and the music selections. I'm so happy to be back. I don't know who that is. But hey, welcome back, Rashonda. All right. You know, come on, man. I, I don't, sorry uh, The pastor, Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas All I can say is that we as a nation must continue to pray for our leaders Which includes everyone on this panel Well, thank you, Pastor I do have one request Can Miss Williams be a permanent member of your panel? She is a member of the show there, uh, it's Reverend I love her expertise along with her spiritual fortitude and her responses It's a much needed element on this show I mean, look at that, giving Kathleen some props I'm loving that Thank you, Reverend All right I'll talk to this Without... today and, then, and we'll see what we can do I reject the pray for <laughs> your don't ears even, don't, don't even go there, Kathleen Stop Don't even go there <laughs> You know you're a permanent member of this family Stop it I don't know. When I listen, I don't hear my name on there, but I appreciate y'all. Bring me back. Oh, well, we can fix that. We can fix that. Now, that's you know what? Matter of fact, we can fix that. Gotcha. Point. Yeah, look at you. Okay, you got me. That was a good one, Kathleen. I got you, girlfriend. Pastor, we will make your wish come true. God bless you, and God bless Kathleen Williams. And on that note. Hallelujah. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Someone has their homework, but meanwhile, we have to get to the business at hand. It's time for on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what is going on this morning, sir? Well, you know, I... Humanity thrived in Africa after a, the eruption of a supervolcano um, 74,000 years ago that plunged the rest of the Earth into a decade-long winter. So a new yeah. study came out that said that everybody else was wiped out of this piece but the people in Africa, which is really funny to me. It's called the Tobo Super Eruption, which was the biggest volcano blast on Earth within the past 
2.5 million years um, in the Indonesia island of Sumatra. Sumatra. So um, they said, hey, they have proof that black people were still here. I think we knew that, but let them go. Come on, Jay. 7,400 years ago, black people been here oh, over. No. Okay. Like, we've been no, here I'm, about I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Been here over 3 million years, so of course that didn't kill us off. Um, so, just wanted to put that out there. Now, the U.S. trade deficit in Trump's first year in office soared to a nine year high of $566 billion. The deficit in December and for the whole year is the highest since 2008. And guess no. what that was? Before no. Obama got. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Jerome. You're, no, you're fibbing. No. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> don't let the food taste That's kind of ability. There you go, man. Yeah. You know, in New Hampshire, this New Hampshire woman who won the Powerball, she's my, she's like my new hero now. She won the Powerball for $506 billion. Um, she can keep her privacy is what a judge ruled. Now, he issued the rule of New Hampshire Superior Court saying that disclosing the woman's name would be an invasion of privacy, but that her hometown can be released publicly. So the woman's lawyer argued that her privacy interests outweighed what the state said is the public's right to know who won the money in the largest jackpot, in the eighth largest jackpot. So I have to remember this case. Kathleen, remember this case for me? Because I'm not <laughs> revealing jack if I hit Powerball. <laughs> oh, one have, Sunday I'm like, what I, happened to Mr. Les? I'm like, he ain't here no more. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'll write that contract for you, Rome, but I'll charge you like ten percent. That's all. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that your size. The serious side is now on serious radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
location. It was in the North Pole. Where? In Alaska. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. Well, that makes sense. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you know they now have only seven left. So if you want to find a blockbuster, I don't even know if they got a website. But anywho, <laughs> their movies are marked down. What about Circuit City? Dollars. What you say? What about Circuit City? Is there any? Are there any Circuit Cities left? <laughs> I don't, oh boy. I don't know. I, you know, actually, I'm not sure if Circuit City is still around. You well, know, there are a lot, I think. Yeah. Now, you know the bankruptcy of Toys R Us in their liquidation yep. of 850 stores, and um, I guess it's 33,000 jobs. So Babies R Us and Toys R Us is going to go by the wayside as well, unless somebody buys them in the last last minute. Wasn't that a Mitt Romney deal, Yes, Mitt Romney. What would you say, Jay? What do you think happened there? I mean, you think it was, you know, the evolution of Walmart? That's the reason why people, I mean, Walmart has run a lot of people out of business, right? No, I think I think Elias said it right. Remember Bain Capital, Mitt Romney and those guys mm-hmm. invested in, it, it's kind of what happened to Hostess. Remember when Hostess, you know, went out of business for a minute? It's that the value of the name became more valuable than producing um, cupcakes. So they wanted to sell the name. I think Toys R Us, on the venture capitalist side, um, didn't get enough of a return, right? So if we owned Toys R Us and we were bringing in about $100 million a year, it wouldn't bother us. And it, it bothers the people who wanted them to make more than $100 million. So they're going to fold in bankruptcy because they were taking loans against that business, betting that it would make more money. They were gambling. That's what, that's what the stock market is. It is Vegas. So when you get venture capitalists inside of a company, they um, they do some tricky financing that, you know, filing, you know, I don't know how many times Trump filed bankruptcy, but that's how you make a lot of money. Take all the liquid cash out of it, give it to creditors, and then file bankruptcy. They just don't care that 33,000 people are losing their jobs. And yeah. they were expensive. Toys are, yeah. They were very expensive. You you know, and people if they wanted to spend a bunch of money on toys, they wouldn't be going out to the suburbs. They go to FAO Sports downtown in the city where they can see all the you know jumbo dolls and parties and all that kind of crap. Um, and uh, Toys R Us out in the suburbs was charging a bunch of money. You could buy it on Amazon or Walmart, like you said. Well, yep. But, but I don't think it is. I think that if we open the toy store to, today, it will make a lot of money. I think their issue is, is that the amount of revenue that they were getting wasn't keeping up with the amount of credit that they that they actually they leveraged the business against so they can't take out lines of credit. And also the judge just approved that they can give them the CEO and the executive staff $14 million in bonuses when they filed bankruptcy. Oh, Despicable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're not giving that in, in packages to the employees. They're giving it to the executives and bonuses. Wow. Right. And if now, they uh, deserved that, they would have found a way to keep the store open. Hello. Exactly. Yeah, see, that's my point. That's right. my point. So How are you going to go to parachute when your company fails? Get out of yeah. here with that. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that, that, that's hardship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a Russian plane lost $400 million in cargo of gold and jewels. Um, the hat fell off during the takeoff, and so all of it fell on the runway. 
Mm. Now yeah, I don't know what they was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it. I don't know if they had like um, uh, you know, some Ivanka <laughs> shoes or stuff in the back either. I, they didn't <laughs> belt fell off in it. But apparently, <laughs> you know, it, it happened in Russia, so we don't know until the Russians tell us because Trump won't. All right, now um, Gina Haspel, who is kind of has a nickname in the foreign papers as Bloody Gina Haspel, well, um, she will take over the CIA. She's nominated to take over the CIA. And the reason that they call her that because she was the chief of the base of a secret black site in a CIA prison in Thailand. They were waterboarding people curling them against the wall, and squeezing them yep. for hours inside of coffins. She was yep. torturing people. And she's run Again, she yep. should be in jail, because that's an international war crime. But mm-hmm. about to become head of the CIA. Damn. I wonder why the Obama administration didn't do anything with her. Wow. See, again, that's why I said the next Democrat that comes in here Democrat. won't do it, because by default... It's like the pedophile who gets arrested for molesting his kids. If he is white in this country, he will get probation. And I can read you those stories if you like, if you think I'm just making this stuff up. But there's a gang of those stories. So I don't think any of us. A long time ago, man. Yeah. Yep. So they wouldn't, um, they won't press charges on her. Now, um, opioid overdoses in children nearly doubled in a decade, according to a new report from the study from 2004 to 2015. The University of Chicago involved 31 children's hospitals and about 20% of the U.S. children's hospitals. Um, they're saying opioid-related opioid um, stays increased by almost 800 to 1,500 um, um, this year, in a year, during that time. During that time. Yep, it's eight hundred to fifteen hundred a year during that time. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All right, now. All right, now we, have to, we have to be gone at the top of the hour. So uh, go ahead, Jerome. We have to be gone by the top of the hour, man. So uh, give me two more stories. Okay. You know, I, I I need to throw this one in there. Now, a new Mueller cooperating witness. Um, who was convicted? Who was a convicted pedophile who offered a Chechnyan boy who's 14 a hundred dollars for sex? Called himself a friend of Steve Bannon and Jared Kirshner. Now he's a shadowy guy who was oper- who was cooperating with Mueller's probe and is now revealed to be been convicted in 2003 in the Czech Republic of pedophilia. That's Trump's people. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, um, boy. All right. One more, man. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to leave it on a happier note. Hey, you know, with all uh, of, with all of the, um, the success of, um, of um, Black Panther, Spike Lee, Sony, like, okay, so a part of Marvel Sony has and a part of Marvel Disney has. The Sony side is asking Spike Lee to potentially direct a script for The Night Watch, which is a black scientist. In the Spider-Man yep. comics introduced in 1993. You do you? Okay. Yep. So they're asking mm-hmm. him to develop a, a project um, directed by Spike Lee, another Marvel film. Huh. Now, if you mm. don't know, Spike Lee is currently in production with the Black Klansman that's produced by Jordan Peele. 
That is going to be the bomb. Jordan Peele from Get Out and Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look forward to. That's a, and, oh, Black that's Panther a heck did, of a combination. By the way, worldwide. It, it was? They went over a billion dollars worldwide. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. That's what I've seen. I'm going to go watch it today, promise. Appreciate that, man. Oh, by the way, uh, on the Toys R Us segment, our resident texter has checked in. Hawk said, simply, online shopping is a reason for the end of brick and mortar shopping. Also, technology. Parents are investing in toys that cost more because of technology and education. That, that is not true. People like to touch and feel when they shop. And so when you buy little toys for little kids, you just can't order them in the mail. You People like to see them. So, yeah, a lot of people and a lot of young people order online. But that's not necessarily true, and you can make a business model out of it. It's just our models are changing. That's why Amazon is building stores. That's why they're building brick and mortar stores. They're buying. They need retail outlets because everybody is not going to shop online. That is not true. I don't like that narrative, but it's not true that people are just they're knocking people out. I know they're reporting that. I'm not talking about the person who sent that, but I'm just saying we have to kind of. It's our job doing the news to destroy narratives as well. So that's not the only reason why they went out of business. It was a corporate issue. All right. And on that note, folks, time for our final thoughts. And before we get started, let me read a comment, uh, a final thought from our resident texter, my main man, Johnny D. He says, McCabe and Tillerson, McCabe, he says, the American people can continue to speculate and provide rational thoughts to this Trump advancement of ROA, racially holy war, a racial holy war. Don't feel bad about McCabe. You reap what you sow. If McCabe had all of this incriminating evidence, he should have already exposed that information to special counsel. Unfortunately, the information provided regarding retiring from the government is not as easy as expressed. Most likely, McCabe will collect his pension, but it's not it's, simple, it's not as simple as getting another job and standing in line for his check. The more confusion Trump creates, the more his base will be convinced there is a conspiracy against them and provides him and provides his base more reasons to play victim as the poor Caucasian is being upset. I like that. Kathleen, give me a final thought. Um, I am really happy to, um, to be here today with you all. Really excited about that. And, um, you know, my final thoughts are anybody who has not yet um, seen Black Panther, please, even, you know, just because it hit a billion dollars, go see it anyway. Because it's number two in Marvel, I believe, or in Marvel Comics, in the history of Marvel Comics, which is an amazing thing for a, you know, a black-directed movie. Um, and also, Ta-Nehisi Coates is instrumentally involved in Black Panther. And if you're not familiar with him, he has, I think he, his book is a New York Times bestseller. Another book is coming out now, too, from him. A young brother who is very conscious, very profound. And it's, I think it's our duty to stay on top of, understand, read and be involved with the conversation amongst black people in this country because that conversation is not had on the widescreen. There's so much more to know about uh, this particular movie 
um, than the movie itself. So take your kids, go check it out, because it is not only a conversation piece, it's a source of inspiration for our children and our community. And it also lets us know that everything really is possible if we stick our nose to the grind. So I send blessings to everybody today. God bless you, and thank you for sunshine and daylight savings. Hallelujah. Oh, boy. You didn't say that when you lost that hour of sleep. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for being here. God bless you. And I will definitely make the necessary changes that I need to make since I got called out. All right. Uh, My main man, the smartest man in the world, Jerome Spree, Mr. Jerome Spree. (laughs) Final thoughts, Jerome. Yeah, you know, I I want to just say that um, um, a black woman, a politician in Brazil, was she was killed, like assassinated, killed from leaving a black woman's empowerment forum in Brazil. And she fought for human rights. Human rights. She, um, I, her name is, um, I think it's um, uh, Morella Franco was her name. And um, she, it was flat out a political assassination. I think she was one of the only black people that was on their, um, their national government. So I just want to acknowledge that to say yes. For those of us who do speak up, you know, it is dangerous and it is, uh, um, and you do wonder, you know, what what is going to change in the world that makes us target every time we want to speak up and tell the truth, but never be fearful of that. Just speak. And so with that, I just want to say Wakanda forever for everybody, and um, mm-hmm. I'll see you guys Amen. next week. All right, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Well, well folks, uh, Connor Lamb won in Pennsylvania, and a heavily, and a heavily uh, touted uh, Donald Trump country. Where Donald Trump won that, uh, where they where they gerrymandered the district so bad that they weren't supposed to win. That tells you the power to vote. And then what did Trump say after Connor Lamb won? Well, he won because he's just like me. I don't think so. He won because he's an option to you. So, folks, get out and vote because your vote does count. 60 seconds out. Real quick, I will say this, is that when it comes to online banking and online stores and things of that nature, you know, listen, I understand people have different points of opinion on that, but I do believe that uh, there are studies out there that shows that online uh uh, purchasing and things of that nature has jumped into the brick and mortar and has had some of these stores you know shut down. I think that that's a fact. I mean, we can disagree or disagree on the facts or the validity of that, but I really and truly believe that it plays a role. That's one of the reasons why the U.S. Post Office is not doing well is because of email. I mean, technology has come in, folks, and it's really taken us to a whole different level. I'm old school. I want to walk to a store and put my hands on the top on a on a product. I want to be able to buy it right then and there. I'm not all for this online stuff. The only time I go online, Mr. LAS, is when I can't find something that I need. But at the end of the day, we're all doing what we have to do to make sure that we take care of our families and do those types of things. And on that note, Mr. LAS, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Folks, it has been another day. God bless you all. And for Mr. LAS, for Jerome Esprit, for Wonderful, Kathleen. We're from Jerry Ross saying, make it a great Sunday. And remember, if it is Sunday and we are talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless everybody. We'll see you next week.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.